If you want to keep your online preschoolers engaged, listen to today's Preschool All-Stars story. Monique Moreno shares with us her best tips and tricks to teaching online preschool. Listen in to discover how you can keep your online preschoolers engaged too. As mothers who need to add money to the family budget, we thought we only had two options. Get a job and put our kids in daycare or start a home daycare. But what if there was a third option, a better way that would allow you to create a consistent income and make a difference in children's lives while still staying home with your kids? I'm Joy Anderson, and this is the Preschool All-Stars Podcast, where I'm going to share exactly how myself and thousands of other moms have created successful preschools so you can do the same. Are you ready? Let's go. Today, we have the pleasure of introducing one of my favorite online preschool owners. Her name is Monique Moreno, and I've known her for, I think, about a year now. I'm not sure how long she's known me before that, uh, but we are so excited to have her here. She has been working on her preschool and teaching online preschool for the last year. Uh, She is a bright light in everything that she does. And I personally absolutely love how she engages students and also how she um, helps parents to know, hey, this is an amazing preschool. You should join. She's got some really creative marketing strategies too. But here, we're here to talk about how to teach online preschool. So with that, we're going to turn the time over to our beautiful preschool all-star, Monique Moreno. You're up, my friend. Hi. Hi, everybody. How are we doing tonight? Good? Good. All right. So I am the owner of To The Moon Preschool, and yes, it's been a year. Um, This April 28th, I was going through the seven-day challenge, and on April 28th, I quit my job, and I started doing online preschool. So um, it's almost a year, and that's exciting. When I first started, I didn't have any students. I had none all the way up until November, so keep trying, guys. Um... But I just kept marketing. I kept putting myself out there. I kept uh, trying to get the parents to see, you know, how my preschool is. I used my kids a lot. They were in a lot of my pictures. But now I got three students. When I first started pre-recording, I was was a wreck. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to use Zoom. Um, My speakers were all over the place. So my first few recorded videos was like me just sitting there like, um, I don't know what to do here. Um, I've gotten a lot better uh, since then. So now I don't use Zoom to record. I use Canva. And I like Canva a lot better because I can do snippets of me teaching. Instead of me on Zoom, I can do a slide where I teach, say, the letter of the day. And if I mess up, I'm just deleting that little four-minute section Versus having to do the whole class over again, which I have done. I kid you not. I have recorded um, 30 minutes four times in one night because I messed up one section. And I'm I'm a perfectionist. So if I was like, no, nah, I can't let that fly. The parents might call me out on that. We're going to have to do this all over again. It may be three o'clock in the morning, but I'm doing this again. So I like Canva because I can just do that snipping and go, nah. And I don't feel as bad deleting like a four minute section. Um, the other thing about Canva is I can make it engaging for my students. So I can put like a graphic with the letter A jumping around. I can be like, what's our letter of the day, guys? 
Look over here. It's the letter A. That's right. What begins with the letter A? And then I can have animals on the side, you know, that begin with the letter A or have, you know, an apple. So I think it's engaging um, to record on Canva because then my kids have something to look at versus just looking at me on Zoom for 30 minutes. And then the other thing about Canva is if I don't have a prop or I didn't print something out or I just don't have something that fits, I can find a graphic on Canva and it fits right into my teaching. So I love working with Canva. You can do so much on there. You can put YouTube videos on there. You can put songs on there. If I don't know something about a particular topic, like one time I was doing um, wind turbines. I don't know how wind turbines work. So I found a cute, you know, three minute video on YouTube on how wind turbines work. And I was able to put that into my Canva presentation. And I mean, it takes me a while to find the right YouTube video because their attention spans only about three to four minutes before they're getting bored with the video. So there's a lot of prep that I have to go through to find the right videos. Sometimes I'm watching like five or six YouTube videos, but in the end, it's worth it because I'm keeping my kids' attention. Um, let's see. Um, the other thing I like about doing Canva slides is I can do little cute designs on the slides. Like for my winter presentation, I built a snowman on every single slide so that the kids could have fun saying, oh, what is she going to put on her snowman this time? So that that's just ways that I try to keep my kids engaged on my pre-recorded lessons. And I love doing the pre-recorded lessons because... I can teach a lot more in those lessons. I can actually get through my letter of the day. I can get through my number. Um, I can go into depth about my topic because how I schedule my classes, I do letter or I do, uh, yeah, letter. Then I do the color. Then I do sight word. And then I go into whatever theme I'm having that week. So it gives me time to go through all of that. When I do my live classes, uh, we're kind of, we we have a schedule, but, you know, kids like to ask questions. Did you have pizza today? Why, yes, I did. But do you know the letter of the day? <laughs> um, so I, I love my live classes. I love talking with my kiddos. You know, when I start class, I ask them, you know, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, nothing. Oh, you did nothing. Absolutely nothing. And then they tell me. So I, I, I try to get them engaged with talking. I have some shy kids. Um, but I love my, my, pre, my, my live classes. We, we do calendar time. We do what, you know, shake your sillies out or shake your wiggles out. Um, so we usually do calendar and then we do a dance. And sometimes I'll notice that my kids are not ready to learn. So I'll mix it up sometimes. I'll be like, you want to do class backwards today? You want to do our art project first? You do, okay, let's do our art project. And then we'll do our art project. And towards the tail end of the art project, that's when I'll start doing calendar time. Because they're still, even though they're still doing their art project, they're still listening to you. So while they're keeping their hands busy, because they're, you know, two, three-year-olds, they're, they're fidgety. So while they're keeping their hands busy, you could be going over your theme of the week, you could be going over your letter, you know, what sound does a letter A make? And they are listening to you. I have a couple of students who 
they, they just cannot sit still. So when we do story time in class, I let them play with their Play-Doh because it keeps them occupied. They're still listening to the story. And I know this because at the end of story time, I'm like, what's your favorite part of the book? They tell me exactly what their favorite part of the book is. They're just keeping their hands busy, which is keeping their mind busy. So I, I don't mind. The thing about online live preschool is you have to be ready for anything. I have kids who lay down. I have kids who do this on the camera. I'm like, where'd you go? Um, I've had kids just get up and completely walk away. <laughs> Don't get discouraged. They will come back eventually, but just kind of keep talking. I like to play when they disappear, you know, oh no, you're hiding. One, two, three, come find me. And then they'll come running back to the screen. So you just kind of have to be prepared <laughs> for anything when you have those live classes. Um, I don't mute my kids. I know some that do mute, but right now I have such small classes, like one class, I have two students. And in one class, I have only one. So I like to let the kids just kind of talk freely. You know, if I tell them, hey, we got to let me talk a little bit, they're usually really good about, you know, okay. And then they'll let me talk. Um, in all of my classes, my parents sit in on them, except for my five-year-old. The parent walks away from that. The other two are two. Their parents will sit with them for the whole 30-minute class, and that's fine. Um, I've gotten used to <laughs> being in front of the parents as I'm doing my silly dance or my silly voices that I do, trying to keep them engaged. But the parents, I think it's fun for them because they get to get up, and it's kind of like a 30-minute mommy and me session. They get to dance with their kid. They get to do the art project. They get to actually see what they're learning and see how they're progressing versus, you know, they walk away. So I don't mind them in class with me. I enjoy it. Um, let's see what else. So for my curriculum, I use preschool in a box and I love it because I don't have to think about what letter am I going to teach this week? What number am I going to teach? What color am I going to teach? It's already there for me. I just have to tweak it for my online class. And by that, I mean some of the art projects, they are made for in-person. But if you think outside the box a little bit, you can make it fit for your online class. Um, a lot of the time, I tell the parents, well, all the time, I tell the parents ahead of time, this is what we're going to do. This is the materials they're going to need. And this is the little bit of prep work you're going to need. I need you to cut out a circle. I need you to cut some strips. Have that ready before class. Um, last week, we grew lima beans. Yes, you can do that online. I had the parents soak the beans the night before. And then in class, we put our beans in the jar and soak them. And they're watching beans grow at home. So you can adapt anything to online preschool. You just got to think outside the box. And a lot of internet searching when I have no, no brain power whatsoever. <laughs> so I love preschool in a box. It gives me everything that I need. And like I said, just be ready for anything while you're teaching online and just have fun. Don't, don't, if, if you notice your kids are getting antsy, do a silly voice. I bring on baby Yoda sometimes. I don't know where he comes from. He just pops up on my screen. Um, another kid likes Mickey Mouse. I have Mickey Mouse puppets. Oh, what's going on? And, you know, here, say the letter A for me. And my kid goes crazy over that. So just be ready to adapt and, you know, just, just be silly. It's the same as being in person. You're just, you're on the computer, but you can still show your silly side. <laughs> um, I, I hope that was good.
That's awesome. Oh my gosh, I love it. Did you have more or are you ready for Q&A? I'm ready for Q&A. I just really wanted to talk about, you know, me, how I record and what I do in person versus what I do on my teaching time. That is perfect. And here's, here's, here, friends, is also why we're having Monique talk, because sometimes we bring on our online preschool owners who have, you know, 50 parents in their school or 100 preschoolers in their school, and they do things differently. But guess what? Where we start is always with one kiddo in our class. That's always where we start. And so it is really helpful to be able to know, like, hey, even with small kiddos, how can we do this this way? So I love the Monique, you mentioned like you don't mute them, you know, like it's a smaller class. You guys have free conversations. That's super fun. Um, how many, let's do schedule. Okay. How many, um, what's your schedule? How many days a week? What times? I have a Monday and Wednesday class from one to one thirty, And I have a Tuesday, Thursday class from one to one thirty. Awesome. Is that East coast? Yes. East Coast time. Perfect. Okay. Which is often, honestly, Monday, the one o'clock East Coast time. Perfect. Love that. Okay. So you do 30 minute live classes and then how many uh, pre-recorded are they getting? So Tuesday, Thursday, how many pre-records are they getting? They get two pre-recorded. I send out one on Sunday night and I send out one on Tuesday night. Awesome. Okay. So, and then for a Monday, Wednesday, Friday class, are they getting three? Nope. They get two. Two. And it's the same videos then. It's the same video. I love that. Okay. <laughs> do you have any kiddos doing Monday through Friday, like a two and a three combined? No. Cause when I, I had that at the beginning, when I started my journey and I wasn't catching anything. And so I had to revamp and now I have now the, the two days of class works best for, love I guess, that. the kids I got. Yeah, totally. Okay. And how much do you charge for the two days a week live for 30 minutes? And then of course they get the two pre-recorded. how much for a two day class? $97, 97 a month. That's awesome. And then the Monday, Wednesday, Friday class, um, that is 30 minutes live Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and two pre-recorded. How much is that? Oh, I only teach. I don't teach on Fridays. Oh. That's uh, I Monday, Wednesday. Fridays off. Thank you. <laughs> yep. That's great. Thanks for catching me. Okay, perfect. So it's a two day class, Monday, Wednesday, or Tuesday, Thursday. That's awesome. Okay. Yep. Now your two-year-olds, like, Tell us about that dynamic because a mommy and me preschool is something a little bit, you know, not everybody does, but I think it's great because now you can have these kiddos at two, at three, at four, right? Possibly mm-hmm. in a private kinder. <laughs> Tell me what you're liking about the twos. Oh, uh, the two-year-olds are a little tricky because they are definitely all over the place. So on my Monday, Wednesday class, I actually have a two-year-old with a five-year-old. And it's interesting to see because my two-year-old is actually right up there with my five-year-old she'll answer the questions before my five-year-old will answer me so um I like it because I have to figure out how to keep the two-year-olds engaged the five-year-olds will sit down a little bit longer Mm -hmm. so they they pay attention a little bit better my two-year-olds you know they're kind of all over but it gives me a chance to go okay how can I catch your attention what can I do um that's when I bring in baby Yoda because I know one of them likes baby Yoda so baby Yoda (laughs) comes in (laughs) So it just gives me, um, I can be creative on how to keep their attention with my two-year-olds. That's awesome. Um, right now, everyone in the chat, go ahead and ask your questions and I'm going to be, um, filtering them for Monique. So we'll just, you guys post your questions in the chat. I'll be choosing a couple questions to share. Another question too, um, is where are you? So you're using Canva to actually record and add really cool graphics. Like, I love that component. You said, whenever you're doing animals, you're like, oh, there's an animal right there, you know? So you use Canva for that. Um, Then you download the video. Now, where are you hosting your videos? How do they actually watch them? They're in my membership area in the hub. And I love it because it's all in one spot. I have a category, say, 
um, jungle. I did J for jungle. Everything for J is under one little category and I pop my videos in there and that's where they go. <laughs> Love it. And how do your parents like using the hub? Like, do they enjoy having it all in one place, not having a bunch of YouTube links or YouTube ads, things like that? Yeah, they like everything in one place and they like all the little extra goodies that I can throw in there. I will, as I'm scounging the internet, I'm like, oh, this is a fun worksheet. Let me PDF that into my members area. And my parents enjoy having everything right there. That is so cool. Now, so do you have a certain niche for your preschool? Yes, I am doing arts and crafts. So a lot of my pre-recorded, if I'm teaching, say, the number four, I'll make a quick number four out of arts and crafts and show the kids how to do it. Um, We did a flamingo in class one day for, you know, the color pink. So I do a lot of art projects in my pre-recorded. And then in my live classes, the last 15 minutes of class, we're doing art projects. And sometimes I'll do the art project with them. Uh, Recently, I've been doing the art project beforehand so they can see how to do the project and they can do it. And then I just kind of talk to them like, what color are you using? Wow, you're using your scissors really good there. I really like that. Oh, I I love how you're concentrating. What are you going to draw for me? Um, one of my kids likes to surprise me. So it's always a surprise with him. So like I said, it's always interesting. <laughs> That's awesome. Now I love that you mentioned you have a two and a five-year-old in the exact same class. Cause a lot of parents or a lot of teachers think, should I separate the ages? We always suggest that we keep the ages together because you're going to have to differentiate your curriculum regardless for each kiddo. Um, but as you said, your two was even up there with your five. So let's ask this question that Angelique asked, um, Do you do assessments at the beginning, middle, end of the year? I did assessment at the beginning and I did that playfully. So we just played games through the whole class. And I said, what's this letter? It's the letter A. That's right. And then I put more letters on my uh, cookie sheet. That's a great way to use magnetic letters in class as a cookie sheet. And I said, I'm going to take a letter away. Which letter is this? So I did an assessment at the beginning of class when they first started. And then I'm going to do one at the end. And I can already see a major improvement in all my kids using their scissors, their pencil grips, um, their fine motor skills has definitely soared in my arts and crafts preschool. That's awesome. Okay, Heather asked a great question. Could you talk us through what your pre-recorded teaching time kind of schedule is? Like, what what do you do during that thirty minute time for a pre-recorded class? So I always start off with my hello song. So we started with English. Now we are learning our hello song in Spanish. So we do both of those songs. And then I kind of tell them what we're going to talk about in this, in in that pre-recorded video. So this week we're going to talk about, or today's class, we're going to learn about the letter A and the color yellow. And then guess what? We're going to learn about kings and queens. Isn't that fun? Are you a king or are you a queen? You are? I'm a queen too. Are you ready to have fun? Awesome. Let's go. And then I pause the video and I go to my next slide and I start talking about the letter A. And I usually talk on each slide for about five or six minutes. And then I go on to the next one. So A, I talk about five or six minutes and then I go to my color. And then I usually do a game in there. Like what on this screen is the color yellow? Is it this? No, that's the color blue. What about this? So then we do a game for about five or six minutes. 
And then if there's a video that's going to enhance my teaching, I'll pop that video in there. I usually try to keep that around three to four minutes. And then we do our sight word of the week where I tell them what our sight word is. I read the sentence and then I have them read the sentence back with me. And then I go into my theme of the week, whatever that may be, um, kings and queens or J is for jungle. And I talk about, you know, I try to keep the concepts. I, I try not to overwhelm them. So I, I keep it simple. You know, what what kind of jungle? I, I, I print out pictures and I show them the jungle. Um, I show them what a king and queen is. We did, we looked at kings and queens through history, you know, just to kind of keep them engaged. And then I go, okay, friends, that's all the time we had for today. I hope you had so much fun. Now we're going to sing our goodbye song. Then we go to my next slide and we sing our goodbye song. And that takes up 30 minutes. Um, when I was doing it on Zoom, I was having a hard time hitting that 30 minute because I didn't know where I was time. I kept forgetting to look at my, my computer or my phone. So on Canva, I'm like, okay. And I write it down when I get done with that slide. I go, okay, that was six minutes and 45 seconds. And then I go to my next slide. And then I know, okay, I need to talk at least for another five minutes if I happen to come up short on my lesson. And then I'm like, all right, what can I do for five minutes? Ooh, we can play a guessing game. And then I can do that. So it takes off a lot of stress by me recording in Canva. That's awesome. I love, and can everybody just feel like her enthusiasm? I mean, like we all feel you, Monique. We love it. Okay. Now that was our pre-recorded called teaching time. Let's talk about your preschool pals, which is your live 30 minute class. So when you have them on zoom, what do you do with them for those 30 minutes for preschool pals? So for the first few minutes, I usually ask my students, you know, what they did for their weekend. If they have anything they want to show me, um, the kids will show me their backpacks or their cool new shoes or what they did over the weekend. I went skateboarding. So we'll talk about that for about five minutes. And then we do our hello song. We do it in English and Spanish. And of course, we sign it. So they're learning three different things right in there. Then we do our affirmations, which they have a lot of fun and we get silly. Um, then we do a dance. I like to get our wiggles out. I'll be like, I see you have a lot of wiggle jiggles. We need to get that out, don't we? Everybody stand up and we'll do like a freeze dance or, you know, shake our sillies out. I'll find a YouTube song and we'll do that. And then once they are done with their wiggle jiggles, we go into our calendar. We do the uh, days of the week. We count the numbers on the calendar, what month it is. We go, we sing our days of the week song. Um, and then that's pretty much all we do for calendar time. And then I will have some kind of activity. We will either practice writing our name. We will do our Play-Doh mat where they're play with their Play-Doh and do the letter of the week. Or I will have them do a scavenger hunt. Now that's always fun. You might lose them for a little bit longer than you want. They will come back. But I'll be like, our number of the week is seven. Can you go find me seven books? You have one minute. Go. And then they disappear and they come back with like seven books, a shoe, a backpack. I don't know. They just come back. So then we do that. We have a fun little activity in there. Um, I might show them some pictures about what we're talking about that week. And then I show them the art project that we're going to do. And, you know, then we start doing our art project. And I ask them, you know, what are you going to color for me today? We, we did castles one week. They got to cut their own rectangles and triangles and 
I don't know what they put on their, their castles. It was, it was quite interesting, but I love it. Cause I tell my kids, cause they get frustrated. They get mad when it doesn't look like mine. And I go, guys, art is about having fun. It's not supposed to be perfect. So however you want to do it, as long as you're having fun, then it's perfect. So they are getting through that. It, it's, it's taken some time, but they're, they're getting there. And then we end class by singing our goodbye song in English and in Spanish and sign language. That's awesome. I love that. Okay. So we talked about your 30 minute preschool pals, 30 minute teaching time classes. Now we talked about your niche is arts and crafts, making sure that you have all that fun. But a lot of people have asked, what about supply kits? Did you ever consider putting together supply kits? What was your thought process why you did or didn't do that? So I actually did send out a welcome kit at the beginning of the school year, whenever the students register. And in my welcome kit, I send all the basic materials. I send them uh, crayons, scissors, pom-poms so we can do counting. I send them a pack of construction paper because I know they're going to be using a lot of that with me. Um, I send them a packet to do their writing. I printed and laminated all 26 letters for their Play-Doh mat and sent that to them. I made an ABC book and I made a number book for them. I personalized the ABC book for them. Um, I sent them everything, glue sticks. I sent them their Play-Doh. Uh, what else did I send? I sent them a lot of things, but I send them all the basic stuff that they need right then and there. Now, if they run out, their parents just pick up what they need. Um, I try to do my art projects with stuff they have around the house. So toilet paper rolls, paper plates, paper towels. Um, and that's another thing about online is I have to sit there and think, okay, how can I do this with stuff that's around the house? Can I do this with stuff that's around the house? If I can't, then I go another route and I find another art project that I can do it with. So I do send out kits, but I only send out one right now. Uh, maybe later when I get more students enrolled, I can send out more kit, uh, more kits because um, shipping's a little ridiculous. <laughs> Well, and you bring up a good point too. I mean, not only does did the shipping costs, then you've got your supply kit costs. And let's not even forget that there are possibilities that kits will go missing in the mail. And especially if you're doing monthly art supply kits, I, I'm a firm believer not to do that, but that's me personally, just because you're going to eat some costs up, you know, with, with missing items. So Bethany asked a great question. She says, do you edit the, this is Bethany Johnson, our co-host of our podcast. Uh, do you edit the video after you shoot it? to add the graphics and animations on the screen, or do you find them beforehand and pop them up as you're recording? What's your process when you're in Canva? So on Canva, you can't have them pop up. So while I'm making my slideshow, say like my first slide is the letter A, I'll go in there and put my A and then I record my video and then I put it in there. So I have my whole slide is ready to go before I record. That way, when I'm ready to record, I just record video. Okay. Stop. Go to the next slide, record video. Okay. Stop. And I go to the next slide. That is awesome. Very cool. Keep those questions going, everybody. There are so many amazing questions. Uh, let's see. We talked about calendar. Um, okay. So here's some, let's, let me ask you a couple questions. When you started, you might have evolved your teaching knowing all, you know, now, what are some things you would have done differently in the beginning that you're like, oh, I used to do this. I definitely don't do that anymore. We talked about Zoom, right? You don't do Zoom for your recording. No, I don't. Do Zoom. Yeah. Um, 
not be as a perfectionist. When I record, I don't edit. If I mess up something, <laughs> it's usually, unless it's something big, like I gave the wrong date for um, Thanksgiving in one of my records, and I, I completely had to do that. But if it's something big, I will re-record it. If it's something small, no, nah, I just let it slide because I, I think of it as if I was in person and in class, I wouldn't be able to, you know, delete that part. I'd have to kind of keep rolling with it. So, and I think it gives the kids like, oh, she is a real teacher. She just messed up. Yes, I did. I, so I've definitely evolved in that. I'm not as a perfectionist. I was in the beginning, I was like, oh no, it has to be correct. Everything has to be perfect. Uh, now I just kind of roll with it. I'm not as nervous. Um, if you had seen me a year ago, this probably would have given me high anxiety. <laughs> so you've evolved as a person too. You, yes, evolved. I love this. I remember your first videos, um, testimonials and stuff. Your confidence has grown tremendously. Would you agree? I do. And I think a lot of that has to do with me having to um, teach in front of the parents and then also I was doing Arts and Crafts Thursday where I was going live every Thursday with my kiddos and doing an art project. So I've definitely evolved in my confidence and I love it. <laughs> you are so awesome. Well, we super appreciate you. I've, I have one question myself. What are your favorite ways to put yourself out there on Facebook? You are the number one person that I follow to see how you engage parents in their Facebook marketing. So for instance, like, what you create on your social media posts, like you're one to look for. So how, I know it's come over time. I know that you've evolved over time, but like, what are those things that you're like, okay, if I'm going to make a post right now on social media, what are the things that you're looking like? What are your things that you're like, okay, we're going to have these elements. Well, so when I'm scrolling through Facebook, I like to see what stops my scroll. And if something stops my scroll, I'm like, Ooh, what did they do here? Oh, I see what they did. Okay, so how can I tweak this to go with what I need? And I think it over, I mull it over, and then I make a post on it. I try to make, you know, a question or, or you know, something bright, like an emoji to get them to kind of stop. Bright colors. Um, kids always stop. So I, I use a lot of my kiddos with their art projects. Them hold, oh, they're so cute. What is she talking about right here? So, um I use what's going on around me. If I see something that stops me, I'm like, that's definitely going to stop somebody else. Mm -hmm. So a lot of bright colors, um, questions and cute kids. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I will also say really quick to everybody, um, Monique. So, so some of you, when you're coming out and you don't have students, you're like, well, how do I market on that? I have a preschool. I have zero students. Here's the deal, friends. Monique showed up every single day and posted on her profile as if she had an active preschool and you can too. This is what you do. Um, let's say, I don't even have anything around me, but let's say, guess what guys, you can go make your own art project. Okay. And you can hold it up with your background, just like Monique has her background here that she created in preschool all-stars. You can hold it up and be like, as if like it was a still from a video that you were filming. Does that make sense? Like you could pretend like you were filming a video that day and you were holding up your art and crap, like, or, you know, like, just something like hold up like your book that you're reading, like pretending as if you're reading a book as if it, as if you were literally recording your class that day. So you can do all those things. And then people think that you're actually teaching. Guess what? You can also record your videos. Like you can, you can end up with like, Hey, I've already pre-recorded 20 videos before you even get a student, you see, and now you have assets. 
So let me ask you this. You've been doing this for a year now. Was it worth it in the last year to show up consistently? Like, what did that give you? Maybe it didn't give you like, you know, hundreds of students at this point yet, but it gave you other things. What would you say it gave you showing up consistently? It gave me confidence, honestly. Like, like I, like you said, when I started April, I didn't have any kids. I didn't have any kids until November, guys. And I got my first student in November. And uh, I think I got my, my other two, but I think it was December. I got my other two. So it's just, you got to show up every day. That's, that's it. Just show up every day. I, there was lots of times where people were like, oh, I would have given up. Well, if I'd have given up, I wouldn't have my three students and I wouldn't have my preschool and I wouldn't be happy. A year ago, if you saw me, I was down. I was not happy. I hated my job. I was miserable. Every day I woke up and I was like, I want to quit today. I want to quit today. And now I'm like, all right, we got class. What can I do today? What art project? What science activity can we do? Can I do this? I think I can do that online. We're going to totally do this online. If it doesn't work, then I know. So just keep keep trying, guys. Even if you don't have kids, just just keep pushing forward because it's totally worth it. I love what I do. I love waking up every day now. And I just have fun lesson planning and figuring out how to teach my kiddos. And what I love too is you're building assets and a brand. I mean, now you have a year's worth of a brand under you. You also have, I would imagine, tons of videos in your hub members area that you've recorded. So at any time, if you ever chose in the future to strictly just do pre-recorded, guess what? You wouldn't even have to teach and you could still make money with all the videos you've ever created. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, good job, Monique. I love you. Thank you so much for being here, my friend. Everybody give her high fives. And if you have any last questions, post them in the chat. She might be able to answer a couple of them. Monique, thanks so much again. Thank you for having me. Bye. If you love today's episode, then you are going to love this. I want to give you a free gift in your hands. This is a copy of my book, Start Your Preschool, and I want to get it to you for free. Yes, I said for free. It is a 300-page book. It'll help you learn the step-by-step process to actually starting your local or your online preschool. Every single step that I walked myself through, as well as the thousands of women who've created their own successful preschools have gone through the exact steps listed in this book. Not to mention, I also share 20 amazing women's stories. So as you can see how not only did it work for me, but it works for amazing women just like you as well. I want to get you this free copy. Just go to freepreschoolbook.com or click the link in the description and we'll get it to you today. Again, just go to freepreschoolbook.com and we'll get it right to you.